Welcome back to the Humble Food Podcast with your hosts, Grace Kane and Lila Eisenberg. And let's get into the show. Okay, so today we're going to start again with our first segment, which is Restaurant of the Day. Um, so this week's Restaurant of the Day is called In a Pickle. It's located on Moody Street in Waltham, Massachusetts. Um, you wanna um, it's a pretty big restaurant, I would say, and it serves breakfast foods and lunch foods, and it's really, really good. Um, when Lila and I went to this restaurant, we went for breakfast, yep. but yet I still got a sandwich, <laughs> so that was really interesting. Um, I thought the restaurant was super interesting and unique to go to because on the walls, there's a whole bunch of memes and stuff while you're um, sitting there at the booth, and there's also a bunch of fail videos playing all the time <laughs> while you're at the restaurant, so it's really funny when you're there. Yeah, so it has kind of the food of a more typical diner except um the the mood of the restaurant is a little more modern it's a little more um uh modern and um there's so many things you can get at this restaurant for example pancakes um i went with my brother or my brother came with us as well and the pancake that he got was a oreo filled pancake and it was called the cookies and cream oreo extreme pancake and there was four pancakes each filled with oreo cream and there was whipped cream on top and it was really uh delicious but it was impossible to finish because the portions were so large and it was also really good um the sandwich that i well actually i got an omelet i got the cheese omelet which was really good and it basically just had some vegetables and stuff in it, and you could make your own omelet. It was uh, really delicious, and I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, so when we went, it was a super popular restaurant. It was super crowded, so we had to wait probably about 20 minutes. And I think generally, if you're going to go on a weekend like we did about 1030 in the morning, then you're going to find a little bit of a wait. But really, we thought the wait was pretty much worth it. Um in terms of what I got to eat at the restaurant, I got um, an apple, I think it was an apple bacon sandwich, um, and it was it was pretty good. It was pretty delicious. Um, it was super well cooked, well done. Um, yeah. Overall, I would say this restaurant was a pretty good experience. Again, similar to the restaurant that we went to last week, I would rate this restaurant pretty high. Um, I think I would give this a 9 out of 10, so I thought this the food personally was I didn't think the food was better at this restaurant. I just enjoyed that there were more options that you could get. And the reason that I took down a point is because the wait time was a bit long. Yeah. So I would I would agree. Like, there's a lot more variety in this restaurant than there was in the last one. Um, they were both breakfast restaurants, um, but this one also served food during um, lunch as well. And I thought it was also really um, delicious, so I'd give it probably an 8 out of 10 again. I thought the energy of the place and the environment as a whole was really unique, and it's like it's not – I've never been to a place like this before. I thought there was just so many fun things and fun aspects to this restaurant as well. All right, so that kind of finishes our first segment, Restaurant of the Day. Hopefully we'll have a new and exciting restaurant for you guys next week. Um, 
And so we're going to move on to our main segment of the podcast this week. And we're going to be talking about highly debated food debates, I guess. and Yeah, food topics, I guess, controversies. Um, and just a disclaimer at the beginning, um, a lot of these uh, debates will be opinion-based. I mean, some, fact, some facts included, but um, it should be fun. It should be interesting. Yeah, just, again, yeah, keep in mind that these are all opinions pretty much <laughs> so we're gonna start with the first question which is how do you eat a cheese stick do you peel it or do you bite it so i feel like this is a very um hotly debated topic um i've seen a lot of videos made about this people thinking like the right and wrong way to eat it personally i think um peeling it is far superior to biting into it i just think that you get a better um taste of the cheese i would agree i think peeling the cheese stick just there's some fun to it and the stringiness of the cheese it a cheese stick makes it so much more uh incredible and just exciting exciting to eat i mean it takes if you just bite the cheese stick whole it kind of takes out the fun of eating a cheese stick like how it's supposed to be i definitely agree with that i mean i feel like peeling a cheese stick really reminds you of childhood so if you were just to like eat a cheese stick whole it's kind of just destroying that purpose <laughs> i also think when you're peeling the cheese stick it's um it makes you enjoy it for longer because you're peeling it rather than just biting it and i feel like that takes a little longer also and i feel like if you just wanted to eat cheese like you could go for another substitute other than a cheese stick if you weren't to peel the cheese stick there's really no point into eating the cheese stick <laughs> i feel like yeah that's true all right, so our next um, question, how do you pour your milk into your cereal? Do you pour it in before the cereal or after? So I think Lila and I are going to disagree on this topic. Mm-hmm. And I put the cereal, because I put the cereal in before I put the milk, because I feel like then you get the perfect ratio of cereal to milk and the cereal is not too soggy and it's just really good. So I feel like I'm a little bit in the minority opinion on this subject. Um, I personally like to put my milk in before my cereal. Um, It's just a habit that I've come to practice. And I feel like I would tend to disagree because I think you get better proportions when um, you put your milk in first. But I'll have to, to, I think, the opposite because when you – fill the bowl with cereal you get to under you see how much uh cereal you actually want to eat and then you can pour the milk in accordingly so you have the right amount of cereal and actual food that you want to eat whereas if you put the milk in first then if you fill it up too high then you're only going to have a certain amount of room left for the cereal well see i think i would disagree because if you put the milk in first um then you can decide whether and how much of the cereal you want Whereas if you put the cereal in first, you might have um, mixed up proportions if you put too much cereal, for example, and then you don't have any room for the milk. And then that leads to the bowl overflowing. I guess this really um, makes us ponder the question, do you prefer, like, is your favorite part of the cereal the milk or the cereal itself? Because if if you're putting the milk in first, then you're more likely to have more milk in the bowl. So then I would argue, so then I would tend to think that you like the milk more than the cereal itself. Well, see, that's a good question. Um, I think, you know, 
a lot of people think that it's about the cereal. You know, you're eating milk with your cereal. But I tend to think about it the other <laughs> way. I think that you're eating your cereal with your milk. You know, oftentimes when I'm finishing my cereal, then I'll um, drink the milk out of the bowl because it has a nice flavor after you eat the cereal. See, that is definitely where I'm going to have to disagree with you. I feel like, uh, let me point to a specific example. Okay. Honey Nut Cheerios. If you put them in the bowl and then put the milk into the bowl, and I, I never drink the milk really after because I just feel like the cereal taints the taste of the milk. <laughs> and I feel like the taste of the milk after it has been contaminated by the cereal is just not good. So I think that I, I would personally just rather have a separate glass of milk. I drink the, I put milk in my cereal to enhance the flavor of the cereal, not to drink the milk after. All right, I see what you're saying a little bit. That's a valid point. Um, I guess we're just going to have to agree to disagree on this yeah, um, question. I don't think we're going to sway <laughs> the other person. All right. You want to do the next one? Okay. So another hotly debated food-related question is, do you like pineapple on your pizza? I think that's an interesting question. I mean, I don't see anything wrong with having pineapple on your pizza. I don't either because I think a lot of people don't like the balance of sweet and salty. I think sometimes they don't they feel like those shouldn't mix together. But I or again like fruit on pizza, a lot of people yeah. don't like that, but I don't I don't really see the problem with it. So yeah, so I think the main issue people might have is the combination of fruit with the combination of a cooked uh, a cooked food. And I think that's an interesting point to bring up because you know, a, in a lot of foods you don't really see that kind of combination. Yeah, also I think that both of the uh, the two things in the combination are really good separately, so being together really just doesn't affect how good they are separately. Like I like, I don't know, I think the pineapple enhances the pizza. Yeah, I mean in my opinion, you know, if they both taste good individually, you know, they're bound to taste good together, and I think why not eat them together this is, I don't know, this is a question, but do you like uh, Hawaiian pizza, so added pineapple on it, or, I mean, added ham on it, or are you just strictly pineapple? Well, so I've never actually had a pineapple pizza, um, mm-hmm. but I have I have had a Hawaiian pizza with the pineapple and the ham, and I do like it. Um, usually, I'll have uh, pizza with, like, bacon or ham, just regular, and that's what I like personally best, but, I mean, the combination of the two, it's not bad. See, I just, I, um, I usually have just pineapple on my pizza, which I feel like is a little bit different because I think most of the time people have pineapple with something else. Um, but I don't mind pineapple and ham either, even though I normally don't like ham just on its own or regularly. Yeah, that's a valid opinion, I think. Yeah. All right, so we're going to move on to our next uh, hotly debated question. Um this one's a little bit strange. I'm not really sure. We, f- we found this on a list. But how do you remove um, your <laughs> the eggs from the carton? See, part of me doesn't understand that th- this question because is there a really a wrong way to remove eggs from the carton? Like, I don't I, – I feel like I just take one out. I don't see the other side of the yeah. argument here. I'm not really sure. I was reading about how some people, they like to take out the eggs so – on one side and then take them out on the other so they they have balanced proportions on either side of the carton whereas some people like to just take from one end to the other um i don't know oh i feel like they when i take out eggs i just take whatever which one i want 
which is all sometimes unsatisfying because then different eggs are like they're not taken out in order so I feel like that could be unsatisfying to some people yeah I think this is a little bit of an interesting question I don't really know if there's a right or wrong here but personally I just I just take whichever egg is there I don't really think twice about it yeah same I don't know this is a yeah this one was a bit of a strange question okay so we're gonna move on to the next question which is is a hot dog or a burrito a sandwich so this is an interesting question, and I was actually doing um, some homework for econ, and it was talking about how this a burrito in the state of New York is technically considered a sandwich. That's interesting. I've I just never considered um, a burrito to be a sandwich personally because the components that make up a burrito just aren't the same as a sandwich to me. I could see for me, I think a hot dog it seems more like a sandwich to me than a burrito does. Well, so I think it's kind of interesting that they start to consider a burrito being a sandwich because a burrito has, you know, the wrap, it's completely covering what's inside. And, you know, the sandwich is just two pieces of bread, usually. Yeah, which is why, that's why I think a hot dog could be a sandwich because it has, I mean, the bun, which is technically two pieces of bread around the hot dog, or, or like a hamburger, too, which is two pieces of bread around the hamburger, and it has kind of the same components of a sandwich. Like if you see um, a turkey sandwich, for example, that has a meat and then lettuce and then cheese <clears throat> and then tomatoes and things like that, whereas you can put the same things on a hamburger or hot dog. Right. I think um, so when I was listening to this other podcast, actually, um, in Econ about how a burrito became a sandwich, they were talking about how um, there came to be at some point like this tax on um, sandwiches and so then people began to question you know like what's really like what should this tax apply to should it apply to um, a burrito also should it apply to a hot dog and so then this caused the tax to become um, increasingly more um, elaborate and complicated um, and eventually led to the definition of a sandwich entailing a burrito. So, yeah, I, what is the definition of a sandwich then? Is it just something that, I don't know. I think there isn't really <laughs> one definition to a sandwich necessarily. I think, um, I think there's just a, a lot of different exceptions that people make. Um, and I guess, like, realistically, it could be up to your own opinion on what you think. Yeah, I would agree. But I just can't get over the fact burrito is just not a sandwich to me. I mean rice and you know beans and guacamole and things like that that's just i don't know and encased inside of a wrap and as opposed to between two pieces of bread that just doesn't seem like a sandwich to me so i have a question do you think what about just a regular chicken wrap is that a sandwich oh that's a you bring up a good point because i think that oh yes that changes oh interesting i think a chicken wrap is a sandwich then because hmm also, like, a chicken Caesar salad wrap, yeah, I, I would think that's a sandwich. But the thing is, wouldn't that technically make a burrito a sandwich also? Because a wrap, like, you know, a chicken wrap and a burrito, they have the same shape. But then the only thing separating them is the contents inside. Oh, yeah, I guess I would make a burrito a sandwich then. That's a very good point. Yeah. Interesting connections. There we go. Also, it's interesting because you see on menus and things like that that 
chicken wraps and like chicken Caesar salad wraps and things like that are listed under the sandwich component, but yet burritos would not be listed under yeah like, the sandwich component. It's an interesting way that like society has decided what constitutes a sandwich and what constitutes a wrap and what and how like the different definitions have come about because as we've seen um they have each one has a lot of similarities and that you can draw and that's ultimately what caused I think a lot of people to think you know maybe a burrito can be a sandwich yeah I think so okay let's move on to our next question which is how do you eat your oreos all right, so for this question, I think the main debate might be whether or not you just bite into your Oreo or if you take off one of the sides and then eat the filling first. Is that what the... Yeah, that's the debate here, I think. And then I would like to add to this b- debate by saying sometimes, would, do you, if you are a person who undoes your Oreos and um, eats it filling first and then the other cookie... Have you ever stacked the fillings from multiple cookies together to make a double stuffed Oreo? I've definitely done that, and it's quite delicious. It's quite the snack, I think. I think I see both sides of this argument personally because I am a person who splits my Oreos and eats the uh, cream side separately from the cookie side. But when you separate them, the cream the side with the cream is so much better i think personally than the plain cookie so i feel like if both sides were to have cream i would eat it that way yeah i would definitely agree with that um i think sometimes in my opinion personally the cream can be a little bit too sweet and so when you have the two uh cookies together around the cream it it creates a better um, proportion between the different parts of the oreo Um, So that's personally why I usually just bite into the Oreo straight up. But, you know, I switch it around a lot. Yeah, I have to say, sometimes I change it up and, I mean, sometimes it, I mean, there's different ways to eat an Oreo, I would say. But personally for me, it's separate the Oreo and eat it that way. Yeah, I think that's a good point. So this one, this next one goes along a little bit along the lines of the last one. Um, And how do you eat a Kit Kat? Okay, I eat a Kit Kat by you break it in half or break it into however many lines there yeah, are there specifically are those divisions. for the Kit Kat and you eat each individual bar of the Kit Kat. I just don't understand how someone could eat it just without breaking it first. So I think personally I would definitely agree and I think I have a reason for this. Um, Kit Kat did make those perforations to rip up the Kit Kat in that way and I think that shows how they they that's how they're suggesting you eat it yeah it's I feel like if a if a certain candy has perforations in it it's meant to be broken it's not meant to just be totally disregarded I feel like you have to adhere by the perforations and break the Kit Kat yeah I mean the same thing kind of applies to like Hershey bars or you know other kind of chocolate bars what do you think about those I mean, I feel like if something has perforations, I f- you should break it first before eating it. It just is a much more personally, I think it's a much more satisfying way to eat the food. And it's just also like breaking it. It's just I think way breaking more it is pretty satisfying. It is really satisfying. Okay, um, let's move on to our next question, this which one's is interesting. This one is interesting. Um, 
is soup a beverage? Yeah. So that's um uh, that's an interesting one. I mean, soups are definitely liquid. <laughs> um, I think the main argument for it not being a beverage maybe is that you're using a spoon to eat it. I think so too. And the other reason I think it's not a beverage is because there's certain well, I mean, there's certain soups like tomato soup which are smooth and blended usually to be completely smooth but then there's other soups like chicken noodle soup which have components like chicken and noodles and other vegetables in it so that um is a little bit harder to drink and you it's not like right. a like it's not like a smoothie or something where you'd be able to drink it whole it's like sub it has substance and meat in it so you couldn't just swallow that whole i guess like a lick, like a drink i think the main argument here is you know if you put a tomato soup into a cup would it be a drink? It would be a drink, but that's not the only category of soup there is out there. There are so many different types of soup. I think if you specify that, or if you say that a specific soup is a drink, then yeah, sure. Because I think tomato soup could technically be a drink because that's technically like tomato juice, I guess. But other soups, or I mean, even ramen is technically considered a soup. There's some ramens that are soups, so... Yeah, I mean, I think kind of the conclusion we've come to is that maybe, you know, a beverage is a soup, but a soup isn't a beverage. Would that seem fair? I think that, yeah, that seems about fair. Yeah, I mean, because, yeah, I think that's a valid conclusion. Yeah, because a beverage, you know, it can be poured into a bowl um, and it doesn't have any, you know, like chunks like you were talking about, like different components. But then a soup, it does have those extra added components, so it, it might not be considered a beverage. I think so. Okay. Our final question is going to be, is pizza a type of toast? You want to? So I think pizza is a type of toast, which, I mean, I think I'm in the minority here because I really have not seen anyone with this other opinion. And I think it's because pizza is on a base of bread, which is just what toast is. It's just made a little bit differently than what you regularly put in the toaster and I think there's there's things on top of it like sauce and cheese and other toppings that you want and you can put other toppings on just toast like jam or avocado um that's definitely an interesting opinion <laughs> I have to disagree with you I think um a pizza is nowhere near um toast mostly because and I'll give you my reasons um a pizza is far larger than any toast um, second of all, the way you make them, although you do have, you know, your toppings on top of bread, um, for the pizza, you know, you're cooking them all together, you're putting it in the oven, but then for the toast, you know, normally this is how I make toast, but I don't know, I don't know how you make <laughs> toast, but I usually, um, put the bread in the toaster first and then I spread, you know, my toppings on. So, you know, it's a different kind of like method and approach to making it. I mean, yeah, that definitely is a valid point. Um, I think it is. All right, so that is going to be our final debate for today. Thank you guys so much for listening to our podcast. I hope you enjoyed listening to these interesting um, di different debates, and I think I hope you guys um, kind of thought about uh, what you would think about these different questions. Yeah, please be sure to check us out on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or anything like that. And we're going to uh, please tune in for our next podcast. In our next podcast, we will have a new restaurant of the day. So look forward to that. All right.
I'm Lila Eisenberg. And I'm Grace Kane. Thank you guys so much for wa watching.